You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Jana Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections, where we believe life is a team sport and when we all work together, miracles happen. But how do we know who to work with, what books to read, or who to talk to? I'm outrageously curious about just about everything, and therefore, go searching. We don't know what we don't know. And I will bring people to you that you might find you'll get value from that you had no idea. So I encourage you to keep listening. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Gail Saunders. She's written a book called Resilient Heart. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and we have some questions. She's an amazing woman. I met her two and a half years ago when we were both in Baltimore together, uh, taking, we're on a course about writing, and she's a resident of Paros Island. Did I say that right, Gail? You did. (laughs) She lives in Greece. She's presently in the U.S. talking to me, visiting her sister. She's a global resilience catalyst, empowering people to be audacious, follow their heart, and live life to the fullest with meaning and joy no matter what their circumstances. Her compassion, joy, uh, presence, and wisdom permeate her life, books, coaching, workshops, and speech engagements. Gail is three times international bestseller. Her latest book, Resilient Heart, Transcending the Death of Your Loved One, has become a number one international bestseller in four countries. And we're going to talk about your book and other questions about how you got to where you are. And Gail, welcome. I'm so honored to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you, Janet, and I'd like to welcome all the people that are listening, and this is such a pleasure for me to share. Thank you. That's good. So, um, you went through uh, the death of your husband, and the the birth of your book came out of this, but not right away, correct? No. When my husband was dying of cancer, he made me promise that I would do something with his illness and death that would help other people. So, of course, I promised I would, and then the book Resilient Heart has become the product of of how I could carry out my promise, and it became a lifeline for me to get through the deep grieving and the difficult phase of my life uh, and turn it into purpose, actually. So I thank him for making me promise that. Well, and it's a great book. You have all kinds of uh, references in there and quotes and also questions for us to ask ourselves in journaling and different areas. So... In, in our talking and in um, what are the qualities of the heart? Because you talk about resilient heart and that, can you explain that a little more? Like, what do you mean by a resilient heart? What are the qualities of the heart? I'll be glad to, Janet. Um, first of all, I think we all can admit we have challenges in our lives at different times and different sizes of challenges. And usually what we do is we we turn to our minds, or we don't <laughs> deliberately do it, it just happens, and our minds turn out fantastic, or fatalistic rather, scenarios of the worst possible 
you know, outcomes of what's going on in our lives and only present us with limitations instead of any solutions or possible opportunities. Uh, we tend to feel really messy feelings when we're going through some kind of challenge in our life. And most often we try to do anything and everything to avoid facing those feelings. So we distract ourselves with excess work or overeating or drinking or drugs, medications, anything to avoid the pain. So we close down our heart when in actuality the best solution is to, I know our heart kind of cracks open when we have, you know, major disasters in our lives, but there's an opportunity there because with that crack, we can go within. And by going within, we can find that um, a lot better options by taking that sometimes seems like a long trip, that 18 inches from our head to our hearts. But then we can find um, much more hopeful perspective on life and find our true direction um, by going within. The qualities of the heart, you asked what some of the qualities are. Well, I think I call it resilient heart because it is resilient, that no matter how, you know, life situations and the tsunami of emotions that flood us eclipse the powers of the heart, they are always there. And if we take the energy and the, the efforts, and I will later on share some ways to, to access these beautiful powers of the heart and qualities, but once you go inside, the things you will find, the gifts that we are all born with, um, are things like hope and faith and resilience, forgiveness, a knowingness, an inner wisdom, uh, intuition, compassion for ourselves and others, courage, which we all need in terms of stress, faith, peace, joy, because it's always there if we go within, and patience. And I always say that we find the inner spark, the divine spark that is that is gifted to each of us at birth and within. There's also love. There's also an awareness or witnessing that is very valuable when we learn to access this. So just right now, I'd like each of our listeners to just pick one of the qualities that you need most today with whatever's going on in your life and and just hold that for a second and we'll deal some, use that a little bit later if that's okay. Yeah, great. Um, one of the things that uh, you just briefly mentioned, I caught it there, but it is in your book, is about the breaking open. And yes. um, I know that I went through a stage of post-traumatic stress disorder and I, during the process, even before I knew it was that I had it, there was an evening where everything sort of fell apart and I wrote a piece called The Night the Mask Cracked. And so when I read that piece that you talked about the seed, right? We need to be in that darkness. A seed needs to be in the darkness and it needs to break out of his shell in order to grow, right? In order to to come forward with growth. And so that reminded yes. me. Yes, and, and often we that. avoid that. Yeah, yeah because and I'm sorry to interrupt. But we, we do, we, have, we avoid that, that darkness and... In my book, I call it um, dancing in the dark, when we can learn to be comfortable with the unknown and things not to be what they were for a while as we wait for the, as I call it, the phoenix rising. <laughs> and But I think of it also a good example is how you see cement and all of a sudden this little sprout, a little flower or a little plant has broken through the cement, but it's been hidden for a long time while it was in that darkness and in that area of of 
struggle often, but it it is resilient, and we are resilient. Well, you know, we, we do have that capability, all of us, within and an inner strength that we have no idea we have until, you know, we are forced through life circumstances. And these are actually opportunities for us to have more self-knowledge and to um, also grow spiritually as, as human beings if we try to look at it on the good side. Yeah, and you mentioned in the book awareness, right? And we can't do anything without awareness, right? True. Uh, it's, it's critical. It's critical. I call it also like you become, you look in the witness state and um, you observe yourself in situations. And then by doing that, you can choose how we react to a situation. Uh, we can, especially with what we're talking about today, we're talking about those messy emotions. We can choose how we respond we respond to the emotion we're feeling rather than react to it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's powerful when we, when we get to that state and it takes practice. I'm not saying any of this is easy, but the more we practice, the the better, you know, we, we get at it. Um, I think of it also as like a piece of paper, big white piece of paper. And there's a, there's a black spot on it. And when we're going through any kind of um, challenge in our life trial, we tend to just focus on that black spot and we don't see all the other the white space, the possibilities around uh, of how to get through what we're going through. Um, I know with when Frank died, my husband, at first, I mean, I was engulfed by this black spot. It became like a black hole, you know, <laughs> I was sucked into it. And so I, I had to deliberately find a way to, to look outside of that spot, of that loss. And I chose to start a gratitude journal every night. So I would write three things I was grateful for to make myself go out of the spot, the loss, and look for what was still on that big white piece of paper, what was still good in my life. And in the beginning, it was little things like, I got out of bed today, or then it finally worked up to I got out of the apartment. But at least it was training myself to from that witness state to, to start looking for what was still good in my life you know so we can learn these things is that how yeah and and journaling is so helpful in that and and i teach a journaling class and do that myself and it is it it makes a huge difference and the fact that uh even journaling and this helps i think a lot in grief processes because we look at our loss but to be able to be grateful of what was brought into our life because of that person right Yes, and even even afterwards, the people that mm-hmm. maybe step forward to help us that we weren't even expecting to, um, we start seeing that there are a lot of good things still going on. You know, if we broaden that perspective, and the heart going into the heart helps us do that. Helps us do that in a big way. So, um, can you just talk to us a little bit about how do we access these qualities in times of challenges? Well, as I said. Um, Often we get into the emotional part, but this is good because the emotions are the language of the heart. So if we embrace our emotions rather than avoid them, which is our natural tendency, uh, we can, by journaling in many other ways, like I, as you've said, you've read my book, and I talk about many ways we can, we can express our emotions and our feelings through art and all kinds of things. And then we are more able to go into that heart consciously. And within the heart, 
we can also access it in other ways as well. We can we can choose one of the qualities that maybe well, like me choosing gratitude. You know, I knew that I wasn't yeah. feeling much gratitude after Frank died, and by choosing to work with that quality, that power of the heart, gratitude, I was able then to to kind of fan the spark within my heart of gratitude and and make it larger. And the same thing with any quality. If say well, forgiveness is was a quality you want to have more in your life, and then you can choose to. Take that quality and try to find some way to demonstrate it, even if it's in a small little way um, this week, you know. So by actually accessing the qualities, you can do it. But there are other ways as well. Um, I find silence is a brilliant way to to touch base with our heart and go home. Uh, Prayer, meditation. Meditation is uh, a very good way. Even walking, um, if you add intention. With what you're you're doing, whether it be gardening or um, walking, you can you can access your hearts with every step. I'm going more, further within to deeper wisdom from my within my heart. Um, conscious breathing is a very powerful way. And if we have just a second, I've got a very tiny, short little exercise that everybody could do right now, as, unless they're driving. Um, okay. What we'll do, Gail, Gail, can we just take a short break here? And then when we come back, people can be expecting to have that. That would be perfect. Perfect. Okay. So it's time for us to go on a short break. And when we return, I'll be sharing more about uh, my upcoming shows and and, uh, about Gail. Gail has something wonderful for us when we come back. And uh, thanks, Gail. We'll talk in a few minutes. Thank you. Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. This is TLRStation.com. Welcome back to the second half of Worldly Connections on the TLR station. Before the break, we were talking about uh, conscious breathing. Gail was talking about how do we access these qualities in times of challenges, and she was going to take us through an exercise on on conscious breathing and talk a little bit more about those accesses. So, Gail, can you uh, now take us into that conscious breathing? Tell us more about it and how we do it. With pleasure. Um, Again, if you're not driving uh, and it's comfortable for you, please put your hand, either hand, over your heart, the center of your body there, and close your eyes. And I want you to tune within using very slow, deep breaths. Often when we're stressed, we breathe very rapidly and shallowly. So we're consciously changing that with that awareness and breathing down deep into our bellies. And I want you to think of breathing in to your heart, the quality that you chose that you want stronger within your life right now. 
perhaps it's love. So I want you then, if you chose love, to inhale love. And as you exhale, I want you to breathe out any stress, anything that's blocking you from experiencing love, just breathe it out. If it's gratitude, breathe in gratitude and exhale out any stress or anxiety. So just take a few deep breaths, breathing in the quality of the heart, the power of the heart that you need today, and exhaling what you need to let go of or release. This is something you can do anywhere. You don't maybe you can't physically put your hand on your heart, but you can imagine it there. You can still tune within and breathe in what you need, whether you're in a meeting or anywhere. So um, this is something I do regularly, and it's a beautiful way to quickly access your heart. Well, I like the idea that you can you can do it with all of the list that yes. you are going through for the access to take each one and, and each one which is appropriate for that time. And yeah. uh, you have those listed in your book, don't you? Yes, I do. In that time, I'm not sure what can't remember what chapter it is, but I know what's gratitude is in chapter eight. One of them, <laughs> I can't remember all the yeah. chapters, but, but I think I yeah, this yeah, the fact that you do have throughout your book, you have lists that we can journal on and uh, doing the conscious breathing on. It, it's it's like I wanted a, it you, to be a practical book for people, uh, not. You know, I just use my story as illustrations and other people's stories because I worked with hospice a long time. And I find that I'm getting good feedback that the book itself helps with any kind of loss. You know, it's the same process of grief, whether you go through a divorce or you've lost a job um, or you've lost your health. So um, that's been a really great thing for me to get that feedback, you know, that it's it's got a broader audience than just somebody dealing with a death of a loved one. I want to share some more ways to access your heart um, mm-hmm. besides the deep, you know, um, breathing. We can also just get into nature. Nature brings us right to our heart, you know, um, especially if we're quiet. And then massage has been a, a really beautiful way for me always to access my heart uh, and any kind of deep relaxation, whether it be yoga or whatever works for you. Also, I find that going on a retreat, I just went on a retreat this last weekend and led some meditations. Um, Also, a holiday. And this is why on on the island of Paros in Greece, I've I've developed a a villa that I have available for people to come and get a bigger perspective of what's going on in their life. I think we all find that if we get out of our normal uh, schedule of our busy lives, we do get a better perspective of, of where we are, what our real values are, and uh, that's going, going within the heart. That's where we find our true value system and our true guidance of what's right for us. Um, playing with a baby or a pet can also take us right to our heart. I just had a wonderful week with my great niece who is four and a half months old, and I was totally in my heart. Um Reading devotional or spiritual books, things that inspire you. It could be poetry. It could be whatever, art books. Whatever inspires you, takes you to that soul level uh, of heart is is a perfect way. So there's many ways to access the heart. And I recommend you just find what works for you. And I find some for me, some days one works and then another day a different one is more appropriate for me. So it's good to have options. 
Well, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of people that don't tend not to feel that they can take a holiday in that. And, and many retreats can work, but uh, my husband and I recently came back from Mexico and I had two massages while I was gone. Great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's my way to, to, to help rejuvenate myself. And those are very important and, and they don't have to be expensive retreats, right? You can do a day retreat, take yourself a picnic into what, into nature and, and sit by a lake or even in the snow. You know, we used to, when the kids were little, we used to have outdoor, uh, and I live in Canada, and, and we have snow in the winter. So we, uh, we used to have uh, wiener roasts in the snow. We'd get all bundled up and stuff and, and just enjoy the outdoors. But, well, uh, I, would, I remember when I was a management consultant, my, my, re, my mini retreats were a hot uh, bath with bubbles and the door locked with the no phone in there and, and a candle. You know? oh, that was I, love my, my, I love my baths with candles. Yeah. So in, in talking about candles, because that's like a spark, and, and before we go for Paros, I'm, I'm on the list. It's on my list to come uh, right. to spend some time there with you. Uh, so can you tell us more about the inner spark? That lives within the heart. You know, it's like a candle, right? We gotta light it. Is. It is, and and it's again a gift that we're all born with. We have this brilliant spark within us, and it's from our source, whatever you call that source. Whether it could be the universe or God, um, or whatever. And it's it's interesting that it's it's it is resilient, and it and it's going to be there forever. And it's a promise that we are never alone. And it's something to remember. Um, we are always connected to our source. Again, it may be the the connection feels like it's gone because we're so immersed in the um, grief or loss or whatever we're dealing with in life that we don't remember to go within. But the, but our source never leaves us. The spark is always there. Um, just before my husband's illness <laughs> erupted, the cancer to to the surface. Uh, I had a massage, you mentioned massage, and that's where I can go really deeply into my heart. And I had an amazing vision with Christ. And he took my face in his hands and he looked deeply into my eyes. And he said, no, I am always with you. And he paused and he repeated it even stronger with even more emphasis. No, I am always with you with you that vision that memory of that was such a lifesaver for me through my deep grieving which took about three years after frank died um because on sometimes i i couldn't in the beginning make that connection to my heart but i had remembered this so i'm not saying everybody has to have a vision um but if you can if have at any time you felt that connection it's, it's always there. It's always there. This inner spark is recognized in many cultures. Sometimes it's called the diamond heart, the inner flame, uh, inner heart. And it's our link. It's our portal to an authentic life, our highest self. Uh, it's the place where I call it. I go for my GPS to, uh, to find my values and my purpose and to live the best life I can it um, is very important that we follow our heart. I use that phrase so much, and I mean it so strongly, uh, because it knows the best way for us, and it gives us the truest guidance uh, possible. So I can't 
emphasize enough how important it is to try to keep contact with our heart, even if it's just for a second a day. And especially I find in the morning, if I can start the day with with just maybe it's taking one of those qualities, look for the what you're grateful for today or what uh, yesterday brought you, or if you can look at um, some way to forgive today or something hopeful today, using one of the qualities to start your day, it makes a difference. In how, in how your day will go. I really believe that. Mm, definitely. And Gail, can you just tell us a little more about how we can, uh, I know the book is on Amazon and, and we'll get to that towards the end, but I want to hear more about Paros Island. Like, How can they uh, find uh, your villa? How can somebody come and stay there? Can you tell uh, us a little more? Oh, it's, it's yes, it's very special. In fact, I have two, two homes two villas on an on acre property, and it's got a beautiful ocean view. I can see the island of Mykonos across the sea, and I've got 65 olive trees, and you can see a old um, church up behind the, on the hills and behind the house. So it's, it's magical. I've tried to create a sanctuary for people to come and refresh and rejuvenate and create um, and reconnect with themselves in a, in a stronger way. The initial thought was for people that were grieving or caregivers that were, you know, burnt out to come. And, but it's, it's good for anybody, even just people that want to just celebrate life in a bigger way. So it's, it's a great pleasure for me to create this space for people to come and, and find themselves and, and find the grief that I have so much fallen in love with. Um, my late husband, Frank, and I lived there for 10 years before before he got sick and died. And uh, it's, it's a magical, beautiful place. Do you have a link to it on your website? Uh, there's a whole page on about the, the house and how to get contact, and I can send photos and, and give another link um, with the specific uh, prices. It varies in Greece by the month that you choose. The busiest season is August. <laughs> And it varies. But the house is available all year. It's got air conditioning and heating. And uh, depending on what kind of experience you want, I can explain all that and help people create just the kind of holiday that they would like. In fact, I am a masseuse myself, and I can offer massages extra as well as meditations and art classes. So there's all kinds of things, ways to explore. Good. Can you share your website with us so that people can know how to find you and uh just again, tell us the name of your book and that uh, where you can find it and okay. how to contact you. Thank you. Uh, the book is called Resilient Heart, Transcending the Death of Your Loved One. But if you just remember even a resilient heart and put my name, Gail, G-A-I-L, Saunders, S, like in Sam, A-U-N-D-E-R-S, on Amazon, uh, you'll find uh, several books. Um but Resilient Heart is definitely on there. And to find out even more about me or how to work with me as a coach or um, any other way or about the, the villa, White Dove Villa on Paros Island, if you go to my website, Gail, again, G-A-I-L, Saunders, S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S.com, and you'll find a lot more information about me. This has been such a pleasure, and I, I want to encourage all of our listeners to live wholeheartedly using all the powers of your heart, especially in times of discouragement, stress, and pain. 
And really, the book has so much to offer, and uh, me being a journaler and uh, doing my journaling workshops, and I have a, I'm at a conference this weekend talking about journaling. I'm going to take some of those and and recommend people you know oh, great, use yeah. some of those questions because they take us deeper right they take us into some places we don't know and and i know you talk about uh the the groups you were in and how just sharing our story can make a difference in someone's life even when we don't believe that that's the case but it can make a huge difference in someone else's life and so gail i'm so uh grateful that you uh honored me by being my guest today to talk about Resilient Heart and White Dove Villa on Paros Island. And uh, I am so excited to go visit you. It's, it's on my list. And oh, we'll have fun, we, Janet. <laughs> I know we will. So we'll just have to set our schedules up. So thanks again, Gail. Well, thank you for the pleasure of sharing. And we'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections here on TLRStation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a great day, everyone, and tune in next week where we'll have another wonderful guest. Thank you, and have a great day. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.